Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Real Down. I'm your host, Jimmy Skinner. We're back. Sorry, we missed y'all last week. Garrett was out uh, yeah, we were fishing. Busy. Yeah, you were busy. <laughs> I was, uh, I don't know, I was busy too. I was getting ready to leave. But yeah. uh, You had to go work the expo and all that this weekend. So. Yeah, you know, and most of the time the expos, it's like there's work, but they're kind of like relaxed. That was not the case. I have not been... Yeah this tired from working a show ever and i've worked icast and this was way worse busy weekend I and mean, they had a record attendance at the expo this year yeah it was, it was like uh, 63,000 or something like yeah, that. yeah tons of people uh sat- saturday at the expo was absolutely insane uh, our booth i was up there with lakewood products if you haven't uh heard of them or anything go look up lakewood products if you're looking for some cool ass tackle storage um but I was working that booth with uh, their sales lady, Sarah, and it's like right by one of the entrances. So they'd funnel in and get stopped and like you couldn't like move. You were just there and it was nuts. Yeah. But it was fun. This is the, the least amount of money I've ever spent in the Classic Expo. So that was exciting. Yeah. Because I didn't have time to go buy anything. Too busy <laughs> to do dude. I can't say the same, but. No, I lost you for like 10 minutes. You came back with a like $500 live scope mount. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I, I tried to I tried to resist it and I couldn't I couldn't do it. I was like, I no, it's cool though. That's a I didn't know that's how those worked. I thought it was just a big fancy handle you spun around, and I was like, that is not worth five hundred dollars. And then I was like, what's all the sprockets and gears in there yeah. for? And, and you were like, whoop! And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. The sniper marine mounts are pretty sweet. Dude, I do. That's sick. Well, real quick, how how was the tournament, man? You were down there. The, the event we're covering for this show, is the, it was the uh, Bassmaster Kayak Series Championship, the, ba- the, the Kayak Classic. Uh, Garrett, you were in it, as well as the yeah. winners that we have on today. How, how did you feel about it? Uh, I feel like it was probably some of the toughest fishing and conditions that I've fished in in a while. Like, uh, I mean, the, we had record low water levels. We had a massive cold front that dropped the water temps. Like I think I've heard reports of like somewhere between 10 and 12 degrees in some areas. Uh, and then on top of that, the lake was condensed cause there wasn't anywhere to launch from. So <clears throat> it, it was tough. Like then we had rain all day the first day um, to the point where all, a lot of people, their rain gear was failing them and, like myself, my the bill of my hat soaked all the water up to the top of my head and uh, ended up like freezing my head just about. That sucks. <laughs> I to, yeah, I had to bail halfway through the day and go change the ramps to just just to warm up for a minute. Man, I've been but, there. That shit sucks. And it's not. Sometimes it's not the rain gear's fault, man. It's like sitting in a bathtub in your rain gear after yeah. a certain point, dude. It's just not. It doesn't matter. It was just a constant steady rain the whole day. And it was cold. It like 45, 50 degree rain. So it was not not fun. But that sucks. I got stubborn and wasn't didn't adapt to the conditions and like I I've had found some good fish and I caught a couple of them, but I just couldn't get enough of them to bite and uh didn't work out so good for me. But these other two they, they figured it out and yeah. Grinded and, it out and made it work. So I had money on one of them. Yeah. And then I had money on the other one. That way I didn't lose. And that's a dead <laughs> honest. When I saw that the one of these guests was coming, I've said it on this show. And once I introduce him, you can go back and listen to any show I've said it, that if he ever made it out to the Southeast, these boys would be in trouble. And I was right. But without any further ado, uh, we're bringing in for the very first time, Damien Tao. And had him on tons of times. We'll have him on tons of times more, I'm sure. But Mr. Russ Snyder's, what's going on, fellas? What's up, Jamie? What's up, Garrett? What's up, what's up guys? Champions. Man, yeah, I I feel like I haven't talked to Russ. I'm so excited to talk to him about it, just because, like, I was just, I mean, I was, I was pulling for you guys. Really, it's crazy, you know, Russ. Russ, your teammates with us over Music in City, City Outdoors. Yeah, we're pulling for you. But I'm not lying, man. Damien, when I saw that you were making the trip out here, and I was like, oh, I might have the ace in the hole here for a little pocket change. Like, <laughs> Well, uh, Russ, we've had you on before, so I'm going to let you do a, the, uh, your quick introduction before we get into it. And then, Damien, since you've never been on, I'm going to give you a minute or two to talk and ask you a couple other questions. So uh, yeah. take it away, Russ. Um, from, uh, or live in Nashville, Tennessee for the last 10 years, originally from, uh, Damien's home state there, California. So moved out about 10 years ago and, uh, now, uh, Nashville, actually just outside Nashville, Pegram, Pegram, Tennessee, just west of Nashville's home. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. 
What about you, Damien? Tell us about what what Russ left out west and you, oh. you have taken over. <laughs> um, uh, my name is Damien Town from Fresno, California, and uh, yeah, just I've been here this whole time, and this is actually my first time going out to compete. So out out of California, so it's pretty exciting. How uh how how long have you been into kayak fishing? What got you into it? Uh, you, you know, I, I've I've always been a bank fisherman, and uh, I've always just liked fishing. And you know, of course, you just go to uh, Dick's Sporting Goods and see a kayak, and you're like, "Oh, this would get us off the banks on the ponds," you know. And we fish that stuff, and you know, you look online, and then you find kayak groups, and then they're very small groups at the time. It was like I believe it was like 2017. I joined uh, Yakabass, which is uh, something out west here, and uh, they had they had a small group of guys, and they just completely blew up. And I just started keep fishing with them, and then a lot more trails just started coming in, and it's just been just kayak fishing ever since. Heck yeah, man! Yeah, well, awesome. uh. You know, everybody that listens to this show, here's the recaps, know that you're, you know, you're a dominant angler out there. You're, your name's always one that gets talked about. What, you know, and we see a lot of the West Coast guys stay out in the West Coast. I mean, it's literally, like you said, you had a, a 36 to 38 hour drive back from Tennessee. So, you know, literally the opposite side of the country. Uh, what was it that made you decide to make this event i mean it's obviously this is like the the pinnacle event in kayak fishing right now but i mean was that it or was there another driving factor to just finally get out of california or what was it a lot of it had to do with my my previous job uh when i was working i had qualified last year for the event as well uh for that Bassmaster, but i i couldn't make it because i could not get the days off of work and uh and at that time, it was what the top 13 from California was going. So I made the top 13, and then I qualified again. So this time, they're only taking top five mm-hmm. in California. And that was a much more harder challenge to, to, to get to. So I, I made the top five, so I cannot turn it down this time. And, uh, you know, try to get the days off of work, and it just didn't work out. So I, I took the leap, and I made that trip out. Well, it was worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just quit that job. You don't need that job anymore. <laughs> yeah, that was the case. I, I no longer work there. So. There you go. That's right. He's living the dream, folks. He just walked in and told his boss, I'm out. I'm going fishing. I'm done. Yeah. Well, done, uh, so most everybody listening to this already knows the championship was on Lake Chick uh, with everybody's favorite uh, director, Steve Owens, taking the reins on this one. I was excited that they actually let him do the award show too, because I was still kind of wondering if he was going to get screwed out of that. That made it so much better. I didn't get to make it over there. I had a misunderstanding of where the freaking award show was, so I waited till the last minute, and then it said it was a 25 minute walk from our booth, and I was like, yeah, "Okay, I'll, the expo I'll, and the arena are like a nowhere miles near apart each, other. each other." Yeah. So then we, they were like, well, there's a shuttle. So I ran up to the shuttle. The shuttle had left. They're like, yeah, I'll be back in 20 minutes. And I was like, well, so I went in there and we had like two two phones going live stream and everything. But uh, it was a really good show. But let's we'll just take a step back. Uh, let's talk about Damien. We'll start with you. Your trip over here, pre-fishing the whole nine yards. What what's like what was your like what was it like getting over here and just getting on? lake chick for the first time just not even it's not even about the championship at that point i mean this is a huge move for you you know it it was it it was really uh the the trip itself it felt really fast to get uh to uh 
uh, Tennessee because we were just all excited. You know, the drive felt really fast, and and I, re- I didn't really remember much about the drive uh, to Tennessee. And then when we got there, you know, you're all excited about Lake Chickamauga. It's just a bucket list lake. And, yeah, I had really high expectations for that place. And especially, you know, uh, coming in, I thought I was going to be fishing really shallow, fishing bed fish. And you get here, <laughs> the the ramps are out of the water and everything. Is just, uh, it, it just doesn't seem like what I've seen on uh, those the YouTube videos and stuff. And, you know, you get out here and, yeah, and first day of practice, you know, I, I, I struggled really hard and uh, I, I got skunked. But uh, it didn't bother me too much because I did get two bites, and that really told me kind of what I need to be doing, what I need to be targeting. Because one bite was uh, because I was fishing a lot of grass, but I believe it was hydrilla that I was around that I got bit on. Because there's a lot of that Mm -hmm. hairy stuff, and then there's hydrilla that's kind of planted to the ground. And I got bit in the hydrilla versus the hairy stuff. And then when I did fish a little bit farther offshore, uh, I got bit around wood instead of rock. So. Uh, that kind of gave me a, a pretty good idea of what to do on uh, game day, but that was the first day of practice. You know, second day of practice, it was um, it was it, we fished a completely different area. We ch- we fished out of Chester Frost. Uh, we fished inside of Dallas Bay. Uh, I didn't catch anything inside of the bay until once I started heading out towards the main channel. I fished the ledges out there. Uh, these are the spots that the fish were just uh, staging up on when getting ready to come yeah. and spawn or fish were just pulling out because the wild tip was just not right and they were just sitting there and just catching those fish. So with practice, um, you know, it, it, it was really tough, but I, uh, I felt like I had a pretty good game plan going in. And uh, every time I, when we did practice, my better bites came in the afternoon. So that really told me the afternoon bites can be where it's going to be at for me. And anything be, be before 12 was going to be um, – like a bonus fish yeah yeah grind that's awesome man well it's a it's cool to hear that you know a world away from what you're used to you i mean you quickly kind of figured it out and stuck to stuck to you know paying attention and fishing some strengths and i I really like what they did with with this one where they gave us a list of ramps uh it it really helps us guys that are, are not from the area to find uh ramps to launch from and uh I really liked how they did that. It, it was just really uh, nice that uh, it was kind of like that. And I, I think with the weather, it, it really played a little bit more towards my favor because uh, when the bite's really good, I generally tend to do really terrible. Everybody seems to be catching yeah. them, and I just can't catch them, you know. <laughs> if the bite's tough, it's it, it fish kind of like California where the bite's always tough, so it's a lot of pressure. And when we got there, the water temps are really low, and it's just cold, so it's tough. So I, I felt kind of pretty much at home when the fishing is tough. That's awesome. I don't know how many people can actually say that. Yeah. Well, uh, well, Russ, kind of even so, the playing field more when it's tough for everybody. Yeah, it just makes me suck worse. Yeah, but uh, so Russ, the local champ, you know, you've got tons of experience on this. How how did you come into practice? I mean, I would assume that even you know, yeah, there's a lot, there's off limits time and stuff like that. But you've kind of been ready for this one for a while, probably. You know yes and no like i said with the lake being so low it was like showing up at a whole different lake uh and i just got done with uh with, what at caddo i got done with caddo and i've been on the road so long that i by the time i got back home so i went two months and i was literally at home for 18 hours in that two month period so it was my first Jeez. time to actually be at home for for an entire week and had a long, long list of stuff to do. So 
Um, I really didn't get out there until the tournament started Wednesday. So Monday night, like I checked in at five o'clock. I went and saw Steve-O, checked my board. Uh, I'm like, screw it. I got like hour and a half, two hours. Might as well use it. So uh, I went to uh, an area where where I got a big one uh, last year for the, I, guess, I think it was for the, uh, for the Bass, for the Bassmaster uh, State Championship, I guess. I'm pretty sure. So that tournament, I was trying to figure it out. But yeah, anyways, I uh, got one close to 10 pounds last, last fall or last late summer there. So I'm like, I'm going to go and go and check this little area. It's something that I could ch- check relatively quick and within a couple hours at least get an idea if it's if they're if it's worthwhile or not uh so went out there for two hours or so i got it was really uh it was just the main main lake area there's a couple backwaters around too but my thought was that with the lake being so low it was going to suck a lot of those fish out of the backwaters and push them out Mm -hmm. into the main lake and the main uh, it's kind of in between, not, not river or lake. It's kind of in between the both. There was just a little bit of current there still at that, in that section. Uh, and they were setting up on those stumps. There's a bunch of stumps. Some of them were just barely sticking out of the water and some of them were still underneath the water. Uh, but I got them pre-fishing. I got three fish throwing a Nico rig Senko, uh, on those stumps. One of them was uh, a fat, really fat, like 19 and a half inch or so. So I'm like, all right, this is, there's at least quality fish here. And, I went into one of the backwaters and uh, had maybe five bites or so in there. The couple that I hooked and, and landed were like just 13 inches, but I shook off a couple yeah. and saw a couple boiling around that looked big. So I was like, and I, so, and everything in, in there was just, that whole area was, was pretty straight, straightforward, really. There wasn't anything mm-hmm. like you had to, you know, you're on giant grass flats and like trying to find the sweet spots or anything. It's all, you know, what you see is what you get pretty much. So I at least knew that there was good fish there. I knew that the tournament conditions first day were going to be completely different. So I had no idea what I was going to fish or how I was going to fish, but I rigged up. Um, and then see, so the second day of pre-fish, I went, I went way up to Hawassi actually way, way up, uh, like past the, usually there's a boundary, on the bridge but this time because of the designated launches there was a designated launch boundary that was the farthest one up but i went way way up from there uh launched at a different ramp that that was yeah i wouldn't have been able to launch in a tournament but i just wanted to get way up there and uh really try to find you know focus on areas too where i can have some stuff to myself like be around current and have some water to myself uh but didn't do any good up there <clears throat> only caught like one or two fish so yeah so went Went for it first morning. That morning it was just, I said, cold and rainy. And, uh, you know, I had a bunch of rods rigged. And every five minutes I was just kind of switching rods, just trying to get a bite on something to just kind of feel out what was going on. My my first fish was on a uh, was on a big swim bait, the new uh, nice. Bass Mafia Zal Dangerous 7-inch swim bait. Uh, and Hell yeah. That's awesome. It was a, it was a big one. I was, I was cruising along with the Torquedo, you know, nice and slow. And like I said, some of the stumps you'd see out of the water. And I came up on one where it was under the water. And it wasn't until I was like pretty close to it where I saw it. And I was like, ah, oh, shit. You know, I got up on it too fast. So I just tried to pump the brakes and push my rod back a little bit and just kind of lower my rod so I can get that swim bait 
to hit that stump as best as possible. And sure enough, right at the kayak, uh, that big one, 22 and a half, but it was super like short and fat and stocky. It was over seven pounds. Wow. Uh, sm- smashed it, ran straight underneath my boat towards the motor and it was just thrashing around. It was going crazy. Um, but I, I got it in and, uh, after that I felt pretty confident about keeping that swim bait in my hand. So I just kept after it. Um, only got 10 bites all, all day. And, uh, one of them was flipping the other nine bites were on the swim bait. And I went, uh, mm. seven for nine on the swim bait. I only missed two bites on it, which is really good, especially when you're throwing something with just, you know, I was using a 10 odd owner beast hook. Um, so, and most of them were just, they were taking it good. Uh, mid midway through the day, I, I kind of cut back on, so I already had a good, pretty solid limit. And at that point I was like, all right, I'm going to kind of experiment with some different lures and some different stuffs. So I, I didn't want to show them the swim bait too much. Cause I wanted to yeah get some more fish <laughs> the next day, obviously, but nothing yeah. else really worked. Uh, yeah, I didn't upgrade any, didn't really do much. Um, and then I next day went out there. Uh, I was thinking it was going to be really good. Got off to a fast start. I got three fish in the first half hour. And uh, then the next, you know, then I started missing a lot, probably five or six fish in a row. Or just starting to swipe at the swim bait. They weren't taking it the same. Uh, did finally get a fourth one. And I had about six hours left in the tournament. And I was like, I just need to get a fifth fish. All of them were over 16. I think I had 19 and 17, a couple 16s. And it's like, I'm just going to grind it out. I just need to get one more. And just, I'm like, I'm not going to put the swim bait, take it, you know, I'm going to keep it in my hands the rest of the day. And hour by hour went by and I didn't get a single sniff on it. And eventually I was like, all right, I got to mix up in some other, other techniques, started flipping some of the wood, started doing some other stuff, nail rig Senkos again and crankbaits and other stuff. just kind of scrambling. Eventually I got to a point where I'm like, I'm just going to abandon all this. And I went on a, about a 30 minute torpedo run. Uh, went to a little backwater area and uh, just kind of junk fish. The water started coming back up because we had that rain. So that water mm-hmm. was starting to c- come back up. Some of those backwaters are starting to warm up. So I think a, re- a lot of reason the fishing was so tough that day too is just a day of transition where the fish were were moving. Like the areas they were setting up on feeding, they were leaving those and just in the process of, of moving to new areas, at least an area I was at, that's how it kind of felt. Yeah, uh, but I was able with a half hour left. I was able to get get finally finally get a bite on a, a red Lucky Craft square bill square bill crankbait, uh, just on a back end of a laydown, and it was uh, yeah sixteen and a half incher, and I was one of the most important fish I've ever caught probably. Yeah. <laughs> like a twenty thousand dollar fish right there. That was yeah. I would have yeah. maybe barely barely got a check without it, pretty much. Or you know, so it made made a big difference. So. Well, uh, cool. how well, stressful uh, was it like leading oh, up to that last hour six just... hours there's times you know where i get snagged on a law i get a good cast and i get snagged or something would happen and something you know and part of me wanted to get really like angry and frustrated because yeah. i'm just like there's so much stress <laughs> on getting that fish yeah. but i i just constantly had to tell myself like there's there's no time to be to have any kind of emotion yeah. right now at all like all, save it all for the end <laughs> yeah i'm like i'm gonna be mad at myself if i do do that so i just have to put my head down and just put 100 percent of my focus into somehow catching a fish and it, and yeah. it worked out well uh 
Damien, run us through your your two days at the tournament, and then we're gonna we'll just kind of step back and I will ask y'all some questions and just hit some key points and uh, kind of go over everything. Yeah. So first day of uh, tournament day, you know, we got a lot of rain. Um, I had a pretty solid game solid game plan going in, and my game plan was, uh, you know, to have two launches. So I know that my big fish bites are gonna be in the afternoon. So I have a spot where I'm gonna do a lot of calling, mm-hmm. and during practice, that's big fish spot. I did not get any bites in the morning until once I started to come back into load up and I would get bit in that spot. So that kind of told me that these fish were not turning on until afternoon. And with that, uh, with that going into tournament day, I spent half my day at uh, chest of frost on day one. So a lot out of there, I went out and fished that deep ledge cause I felt like I can get a quick limit over there. And that was yeah. the main goal for that spot. I, I went and sat on those ledges. Uh, there's three good offshore spots that, uh, that it felt like this, that if they weren't one, they were going to move out further, or if that they're just going to slowly move in. Did, so, did you have a lot of people in the area? Because Chester Frost is just a very like I, anybody that doesn't even know anything about Chick. If you say anything, they say Chester Frost. So, was there just a ton of people out there with you? There, there was a lot of people in, in the bay, but where I was at, I was late going out towards the main channel, so I was uh, really far off of all the like the juicy stuff that's inside. So I was fishing just that deeper water. And I and, nice. and a majority of the guys that I had seen they they were fishing really shallow and I was so I, all that offshore stuff uh, I had it to myself. Awesome. Yeah. So so yeah, basically like the, um, that, the offshore bite would have been a safer bet as far as this event with that cold weather. Uh, like yeah, you can kind yeah, of rely I, on that a little more. Yeah, I feel mm-hmm. like those fish aren't affected too much. Uh, so with the weather changing, those fish are, are either going to move out or just slowly move in, but they're not going to completely make that big change to go right to the bank because they're, t- yeah. they're still too far out. So uh, I kind of gambled on those, and I got a limit real quick. And, uh, you know, when I got the limit, uh, once it hit about 10 or 11 o'clock, I, I switched ramps and I ran to Holly Park and uh, made the drive all the way to Holly Park. And... Uh, immediately I get to my first, I get to the spot and I catch a, I believe like a 17 inch or like first cast nice. on that spot. So I, I fished it for quite a while and, uh, I, I caught maybe one more dink and then I got off of it. I went back to the bay to check cause I always have to check those grasses, you know, those fish <laughs> might've turned on. So I went up in the grass and I spent a good amount of time on that. I didn't get any bites, ran all the way back to the offshore ledge that, that, uh, it was a, what it is, is a channel, the channel swings around and at the end of that, uh, hump there's a standing timber so hmm. all my fish were around that standing timber there was about two standing timbers near there and they were kind of separate but uh, uh that's what i was really targeting and when i when i came back to that spot uh as soon as i got one i i pretty much got them all fired up and uh i caught one pretty much every cast it was wow. it was pretty insane the bite was just really good you know i, I lost a lot of good fish because i kind of um you know I was just feeling it, so I, I didn't bother changing my uh, checking my knots and stuff. And I was just, and I should have, but uh, you're just kind of in the moment. So I, I just kind of got out of changing the knots, changing the line, and uh, checking my leaders because all my fish came in when my bait was actually hung in the in the brush. So I could feel my, I could feel my uh, my Carolina rig weight coming through, and then my, my I could feel my lure gets like kind of caught on the the limbs, and the sinker yeah. will sink down the limbs, and I slowly shake it, and it'll slowly fall down, and it'll kind of be like a weightless. Uh, creature and mm. th- that's when they'll hit it and a lot of my fish when i when i when i when i leaned in on them th- they were in the tree so uh yeah just so, buried up in there yeah just buried up in there but i had a nice soft rod you know especially that uh 10 pound peeling tactical really light line i'm just holding those fish until they swam out of that tree and wow you know that was that was it for day one day one it was uh once the bite turned on it was good so you know 
at the end of the day, I was sitting in about I think ninth place or something. So I yeah, was like, oh man, place. I I thought I was doing pretty good out there, but I was like, okay, at least I made the top ten. But we got but you know after seeing Russ and those guys there, they got over ninety plus, and I was yeah. like, oh man, we got to make some big gambles. So, uh, you know, with with the rain that we had and a little bit warmer, I was like, I was thinking, oh man, these guys that are on them are gonna be really hammering them. So. I got. I gotta just make a gamble. So instead of going to Chester Frost and launching there and getting a limit, I just gambled it all on my big fish spot. So I went straight to my big fish spot. I invested my entire time there, and I believe I did not get a limit till like twelve o'clock. And the whole time I was kind of, my head was telling me, "Man, you just uh, you just threw a top ten away. You know, you, you should have yeah. just listened to your. You should have just known your original game plan." That's what I was telling myself. I kept telling myself that because, uh, you know, trying to make a big gamble like that, it, it just did not work out well for me. But uh, you know, I, I was struggling for a limit, and uh, once I did get my limit, it was a very small limit. I think I had like 76 inches or something like that, and, hmm. uh, you know, I was getting ready to, uh, you know, I didn't give me any bites, and I was getting ready to rig up a drop shot, but uh, as soon as I was, I was grabbing my hooks and stuff and my sinkers and digging through my worms, and then uh, I had my rod in my hand, and then I got a bite, and then I, I landed that fish. It was a 19. I was like, oh, okay, I guess we just keep doing this, you know? <laughs> and, right, <laughs> and then right after that, we uh, we started getting more bites. And they, uh, right, I think the last, like, 15 minutes, I caught a 20-incher. And, uh, you know, it, once that bite kind of just, once that window kind of opened up, the bite just started getting good. But the, I didn't even think I was going to make a, 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 a top 10 because I felt like if, if I got on such a good bite at the end like that, everybody else is going to get on such a good bite like that too because yeah. – the bite window opens up usually for everybody on the on the lake, so I was I was kind of I was kind of like man maybe I made me the top ten but uh, you know if everybody got on them, you know it it, it seemed like the 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 right kind of uh, conditions to be fishing shallow. So if you were up shallow, I felt like uh, these guys that were fishing shallow. My head I was telling me these guys that are fishing shallow are gonna really be on them because the water temp is a little bit warmer, it's a little bit muddier. The water had gone up, and yeah. I felt like those guys that were fishing shallow were gonna really just smash them out there. So uh yeah that's that's yeah i mean (laughs) (laughs) that's the thing that's what i felt like so the whole time i was just thinking that and it was just kind of playing my head but at the same time i'm glad i just stuck to what i was doing and it kind of paid off got me up in the top three so hell yeah Yeah. well so with this being you know the, the championship chance to walk across the stage you know hoist the trophy how did did either of y all approach this one any different than you do any other tournament initially i mean obviously going from day one to day two seeing how you did in day one you know damien like you said you had he had ninth but i mean that's the whole thing behind a multi-day tournament stacking together multiple good days so there's always a chance to to you know move up and win or you know fumble it and same thing for the guys that were up front you know you have that chance to completely mess your day up or have you know things happen and your you know fish not be there but did 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 y'all prepare initially any different than you normally would um yeah i i kind of went into it at least having an idea that i was going to put some time into you know invest some time into throwing bigger swim baits and stuff and remember sitting at home talking to uh my my roommate my good friend adam riser and uh just kind of getting game plan for for you know what we think would play out and you know i was telling him that you know, I, I saw it as a good good opportunity to, to throw a big swim bait, and since there wasn't a points race or anything like that, and yeah. uh, since the payout was so, you know, it's, there was a significant you know difference between first and and <laughs> just getting a check. So I was like, I'm I'm 
can we go for it and at least invest you know a good amount of time throwing throwing swim baits i think uh like even if you talk to the guys that fish the bassmaster classic they all say uh, something like pause. they're gonna go swing for the fences in this event because um like there's like you're saying there's no points involved so anything yeah. below like not winning it is like not on their radar basically yeah i mean it's the classic you know like go for yeah. broke what do you got to lose <laughs> other than that trophy yeah uh what about you damien did you or did you just take this as like first trip out out to the east coast i'm just going to enjoy myself yeah that's kind of how I I, I I i was going i wanted to enjoy myself at the same time because i kind of you know it's it's a little bit harder for for uh for me to swing for the fences because uh you know, you don't. Ha- I don't have much knowledge on this place. Very any. Yeah. Uh, I did my research on the lake on the drive up. Um. So, it was. Uh. I was looking through Navionics, looking through like, uh, what, what looks, uh, like, uh, what looks really promising to me. And, you know, I, I didn't know much about what wh- what the fish actually do on the lake, like the well, how they react to current, or, if, you know, if any of that stuff, or which section of the lake I need to be at. You know, I, it was really um. So basically with that, we're going with something like that. I just went out to try to enjoy myself. And, uh, you know, it was just pretty crazy to be in the top 10 on day one because, you know, my practice was so bad. I, I didn't think I was going to be up there. But uh, I just fished it like I fished in the other tournament, you know. Uh, and what I was fishing, I felt very confident because uh, everybody I seen was fishing shallow. So when I was able to find fish offshore, I had all that offshore stuff to myself. So I yeah. felt really comfortable. And, uh and which is nice because you know, uh, back here in California, when you're fishing offshore, you're not the only one there in that one spot. You know, it may be a big lake, but it fishes very small, so it's mm-hmm. a, a communal. But for some reason, for this place, it seemed like a uh, majority of the guys were on the bank, and who knows, that was probably the right bite. But for me, uh, I just didn't feel like it was uh, it was consistent for me. So I fished that offshore, and there's actually a single target I can target and just uh, really. Uh, find it in the area and just really fine tune it. So just dissect a little small section of the lake and just really uh, figure that out. And that's that's basically yeah. what I did because with, with your when you have very limited knowledge of the lake or where to go, it's you know it's it's really hard to like swing for the fences. Yeah, and, well, and, and it sounds like around you all over the place and stuff. Like yeah. you kind of have to pick one area and just dissect it. Well, it's just like well, you said. You're, kinda... you're used to fishing, you know, areas that fish small, so it kind of made sense for you to find basically, like you said, a single target. You know, something that's fishing small. I didn't mean to cut you off, Russ. I'm sorry. I was just gonna say that's kind of the essence of kayak fishing in, in general is kind of breaking yeah. down, like finding one general area and having kind of seeing everything it has to offer and really finding the spot in the spot, you know, really learning the de- details of you know, since I've gotten into kayak fishing, it's, it's, it's changed my outlook on how I approach things. Definitely more towards the, that style of fishing where instead of running all over, you just really, really, really learn all the subtle. De- yeah, absolutely. It's something that Gary, you and I have talked about quite a few times that we need to, Stop yeah. finding a spot and find a spot in that spot because <laughs> we we cover too much water a lot of the time. Yeah, but, especially uh, with the motors and stuff. Now we start. I'm yeah, dude, I'm telling you, as much as I love it, I feel like I need to take the motor off. Like, yeah, I, I don't know because I'm I'm bad. I'm I'll find a good fish, and instead of me just like stopping and maybe fishing that one small area that came from, I'm immediately like, well, this whole spot. 
it's got these big fish and that's not the damn truth i mean well, uh, i can't say that i did that on the first day of the event i fished one spot for six hours and i was like all right it's not happening here so <laughs> I, I took everything in me to do that but uh yeah well uh so just because you were talking about it fishing small and how California you you know usually have company. Russ, uh you had a little company, didn't you? I did, yeah. The area I was I was at, it there it was like I said, everything was kind of straightforward. It wasn't like there was a lot of contours or you can go even off the bank or anything like that. It was either just uh you know, straight straight banks on both sides, uh, with a few backwater areas that were kinda limited where they were concentrated kind of just in the very beginnings of those backwaters before it eventually opened up in some some ponds but you couldn't even get back there you know uh but yeah drew gregory was was fishing there with me um he was focusing more on those backwater areas and see every time i went into one i I had no idea that i was following right behind him it wasn't until he kind of was going in and then turned back out and i was like three quarters of the way in him like hey drew (laughs) <laughs> I was like, I realized, oh man, I was fishing behind him this whole time. Um, so most of my bites, except for that that last one, really came on on the main river. Um, but uh, also shared with uh, Eric Siddiqui and Matt Scotch uh, a little bit as well, and they were all three of them were extremely considerate, and uh, yeah, we had we had no issues, you know. I yeah, we had no issues at all. <laughs> awesome. No issues except too many people in one area. But yeah, it yeah. wasn't it wasn't too bad. There's a lot of there was a lot of water. So yeah, yeah. I well, did no, that. Uh, on one of the days of practice, I motored to a spot that was like six miles from the closest ramp, and it was a little backwater slough like you're talking about. And uh, I was sitting there like just kind of looking around and fishing a little bit and. Christine and Guillermo roll up and uh, and they're on me like 10, 15 minutes after I've been there. And I was like, man, I can't get away from anybody out here. <laughs> That's fine. So let's go into the end of day one. So uh, when the leaderboards were going early, Russ had the early lead. Um, and then a couple big, couple more big bags, you know, Lambert and uh, Luke Graham dropped some good fish up by the dams. Uh, a lot of folks I talked to said there were a bunch of people up that way fishing. Did did y'all, you know, seeing how the weather was changing, what you were going through day one, what it was expected to do going into day two, did you kind of, were y'all, you know, hoping that their bite changed and that yours was improving? I mean, obviously that's kind of obvious, but did you have any concerns about what they had going on and if what you had found could beat it? Uh, and either one of y'all can start with that one. Go ahead, Damien. You know, I, 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 I of course, you see, uh, you see like 90 plus inches, and it, and it really kind of plays in your head. But, you know, will my spot be able to compete with that? Uh, most likely not. But at the same time, you don't have much options. So, uh, going in, I, I try not to let it play on my head into day two because you're just going to go out there and just try your best and just, just, you know, keep your head down and just keep fishing and hopefully it happens for you. But, you know, with the weather change, you know, of, of course, you feel like, uh, you know, it's going to be that, that big bite that's going to happen for a lot of guys. But, you know, just going into it, you know, try not to let it, I try not to let it get in my head and just focus on doing what I'm doing and just 
keep doing my same pattern and just hope those big ones show up for me, especially what I did. Awesome. Awesome. And it, and it worked, you know, keep keeping your head dialed into what you're doing. That, that, that question was just kind of, you know, a lot of guys can become a head case. You know, you, you, it's really easy to lose sight of what you've got going for you when you're so worried about, you know, beating somebody else or, Oh man, that guy called 98 inches yesterday. I, my spot's not got 98 inches, blah, 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 blah. And then you get in a whirlwind and then before you know it, you're fishing somewhere else. Um, what, what about you, Russ? Did you have any, like, any yeah, concern? With the, I knew like some, sometimes, yeah, a lot more of that stuff can get in my head, but with the day that I had on the first day and the fact that the wind was going to be blowing, it was going to be a little warmer, uh, I actually had a lot of confidence going to that second day, thinking that that swim bait, especially in the beginning when I started off getting so many bites, um, yeah. I really, I really thought that, you know, that that I was pretty dialed into what I wanted to do, and I didn't need to make too many adjustments, and it ended up I did need to make some adjustments after all. Um, and as far as other, you know, people, you know, starting off in third place, uh, yeah, I know that you know, I can only control the variables that are, that are in front of me. And, and, uh, you know, a lot of times I just put my focus on just me against the fish rather than <clears throat> me against these other people. If there's, but, you know, the, seeing some big smallmouth and just knowing the potential of, of what can happen there at the dam and, uh, seeing Ryan up, up on top, you know, when I know it's, he's fishing and, you know, I don't know if he caught all his fish by the, I know he fished by the dam, but I don't think he caught him by the dam actually. But in my head, I, I assumed he did. And, um, yeah. And having him at the top was, is a little extra motivation to, yeah. to have me work hard and, and want to beat him. Um, <laughs> so there was that, but, uh, um, yeah, I was, I was, I was pretty focused going into, into day two and, uh, I didn't let, you know, any other variables or, or anything off the water, uh, rattle me at all. I just, uh, yeah, it was, it's not always like that, but in, in this case I was, uh, had a pretty good head going into the second day. Awesome. So sense. game's over. You all got your last key bites. So you're feeling good. Leaderboards off. You, you get your message that you're in the top 10. How'd that feel? Damien, how, how are you? Uh, right. it, felt, it felt really good because the whole day I, I didn't check the leaderboard. So I was like, oh, man, this is you, it's, you got warmer temperatures and, you know, the water's a little dirtier. So I felt like I thought that those guys that were throwing reaction up shallow were going to really hammer them. So uh, I was like, oh, OK, cool. I just did what I could offshore. And, uh, you know, you know, if, if it doesn't turn out well, it's all right. I just, you know, gave it what we can. And uh, when I got the text, I was pretty surprised. I was like, oh, it even made top 10. And then uh, we get there and then. And then it was like the first and the thirteenth place. Like, oh, maybe I got thirteenth or twelfth, you know. So I was like, <laughs> I was kind of. And then, then when I found out I was in the top ten, I was like, oh, sweet, you know. I, I I probably made like ninth or eighth or something like that, you know. I was I was feeling pretty good about that, and you know how they had it. So we, we didn't uh, tell anybody what we got at the end, or nobody knows how many inches we has. So it was really exciting, you know. It's because uh, we didn't know what anybody else had. So at the time, you just. You're just but glad you, you're, I was just glad I was there. You you had no th ideas that you had busted into the top five. Like you you were not confident that you had got much higher than like ninth, tenth place. Yeah, I was not. I I wasn't. I this thing because I had this I had eighty inch eighty inch on day one, eighty inch on day two, right? And I was like, oh man, somebody's gonna be on these fish, and they're gonna they're gonna really hammer them with this kind of conditions. But 
I was very surprised when I, when I uh, when I was up there and yeah, when they're calling names down out the the inches when I noticed the inches, I was like, wait, I, I got quite a I was like, oh, it's probably gonna be and I saw at the end it was just me and Russ. I was like, oh shoot. <laughs> <laughs> that I I bet that it goes from like not really a low, but you're like, oh, I did okay. Oh, well, I did a little better. And then it's like, oh shit, did I win? Like, <laughs> like, did I screw this up and win this? Like, what happened? Well, uh, Russ, so with you having, you know, third place day one, knowing that you had, you know, a, another, you know, pretty good day uh, to kind of help seal the deal. What were you thinking? You know, you saw Luke Graham and still made the top 10. He was second place in day two. Did you, did you have some confidence? Like, okay, I've got this. I don't think they were able to get on me or any idea at all. Yeah. I was looking at the leaderboard and with four fish right before it got shut off, I was in fifth place still with four fish. And, um, I think I was like five, five inches, I guess from, from the lead. And then, but I saw that Ryan, I didn't see Ryan. There's a lot of variables where I, I didn't, know what ryan had uh i didn't know what damien had and see him you know and i kind of you know looked at a little bit of it and when i finally did catch that fish when my um when the leaderboard was shut off i knew according to when the leaderboard went off i would have had about a 10 inch lead but that's without um yeah like i said without a couple people submitting yeah. their fish and who knows how many upgrades but i still thought i was like you know 10 inches is a lot um and when I got back home, you know, me and my friends were kind of looking at screenshots of the leaderboards and kind of get, you know, based on we all, uh, we had a little round table where everybody kind of talked a little bit about their day. And there was a couple of people yeah. that one guy said something about catching a really big fish at the end. And he asked Steve, he's like, you want me to tell how big? And Steve was like, no, 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 don't say how big. I was like, well, shoot, if somebody got like a 24 or 25 and called out like a 14 or 13, like that could, that could be something uh so between that and, i think it was Damon, close it was like a 23 something was it yeah uh yeah 23 and a quarter is what it was gotcha. i was most worried about damien though i know the level of his of his talent and i know that he had 88 inches and it would take 92 uh just over 92 and i'm like that's totally within reason of thinking he could have got that based on him getting 88 and just the you know he's a good angler so um yeah. so in my head like as it got in, in the back of my mind i'm like it's gonna be me or damien like i bet he's got me <laughs> i kind of thought that <laughs> as it was going i'm like that's ah, all right second place is okay it's all right <laughs> and, um yeah and then when it got down to the two of us i was like yep it's, it's, here it comes it's gonna be here it comes and then they yeah it was announced that i won so i was um yeah, obviously pretty pretty happy about that, but definitely I uh, got a lot of respect for Damien and uh, you know how well he did, especially being at a fishery that he's he's never been to or even this part of the country he's never never been. There's definitely it took me anyways. It was definitely a bit of a learning curve for me coming from California out here, um, and for him to to adapt that fast and find you know some unorthodox techniques and just doing things uh kind of against the grain or against what most people would think you should do is that's pretty impressive um yeah absolutely yeah, catch fish like that thanks for us. a lot of respect for you too man thanks damon <laughs> carolina rigging the trees right bro yeah when, when i first heard that at the expo i was like 
What? <laughs> that just sounds like a snag <laughs> nightmare. I'd have so many problems even attempting that. And, uh, you know, but how, how, just to go back to it, how you, you said you saw y'all student two names up there, Damien, you know, it, it's a bummer you didn't win ever. I mean, you're always bummed out when you get so close, but then you have that second, like, holy shit, I just got second place against, you know, the top anglers in the country. I'm on the Bassmaster Classic stage. Like, what was that like? Just- oh, man, it was really exciting because, you know, you know, uh, you know, after I think after like day one, it's like, you know, sitting in the top 10 and you got I got all these California guys like, oh, hey, you, you know, like it was just so much pressure. And then to actually, you know, get up on stage and and just be there and then, you know, have all these California guys supporting me this whole time. And, you know, and you, uh, you know, I, I, you know, of course, it, it's it's you get bummed out because, you know, you did a win by the same time, you know coming from uh, it was like ninth place i was like man i i felt pretty happy about that you know i made a really i made a good jump so i at the same time i was just really happy to be on that stage and to get second place i was just like hey that's i, I will take that you know i just i i i, I uh which yeah. yeah i just i was just really happy and uh you know being there for you know fishing chickamauga for my first time i was like i i, I felt i did pretty good for myself so uh you know I'm just, you know, and it's really cool that Russ got the win. You know, I mean, who else is a better person to pick the win, right? <laughs> yeah, man. I, was, I fully was, agree. Yeah. <laughs> you, you too, like, I don't know. I, I'm telling you, just doing this show, you pay attention to tournaments and you listen as much as you can and you kind of learn how these guys do things and, like, whose head's really in it, who's really got it going on, and not knocking anybody else that was in the tournament, but especially after day one. You know, I checked down the top 20, you know, when New Russ was in third. But when I see saw your name in, in ninth, I was like, here he comes. Like, mm-hmm. he's if he's got it figured out enough to top 10 first time he's been out this way, because I was assuming it was your first time out here. I was like, he's the he could have the ace in the hole and he's the threat that's going to make the move. And to see you do it, man, and uh, congrats to you. You're top notch. I'm not kidding. I'm I'm not trying to like blow your ego up or anything. We do. We always cover shows at the end of each show, and it's it's it became a joke. Like it'll be it'll say like, well, the Yakabass, and I'll be like, Damien Tao is either first, second, or third, and that I can almost guarantee that every time. Like, yeah. Does it? You know, doing this event does, and you know, now you don't have the restraint from the job and everything. Do you think you're going to try to come play around on the East Coast a little more and travel? Yeah, I, I would definitely like to because I, I I like what's out there. You know, it's just so much competition. You know, it, it's a uh, it's it's just a, a different ball game. It's a uh, it, it was really fun. You know, I got to meet a lot of people out there. It was really nice, and they they do it so much more bigger out there. It just seemed like where I was at. It's just everybody fishes. You know, I was at the we were at the grocery store and the people were wanting to talk to us about fishing. Just you know, just yeah, it, it was it, it was pretty <laughs> insane. You know, you just you just walk in, just buying like chips and stuff, and everyone's like, oh. You, did you guys go fishing today? And, you know, like everybody just fishing there. So it was, it was pretty nice. Yeah. You know, I, I definitely do want to come back out. It just, uh, it's, it's just kind of a very uh, expensive trip to, to make you know, those trips out there, you know, especially since I don't have a job now. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's going to be a lot harder. So. Got to keep winning tournaments. You don't have to worry about yeah. it. <laughs> I was fixing to say this man's won enough that I've listened to that. I don't, I'm surprised you have a job, man. Like you're already living the dream. 
Well, uh, just gonna have to get like a storage unit out here or something and just fly out to it. Man, I'm sure we could find you a job and somebody to stay with up here. Like <laughs> ten, Tennessee's booming, just like everywhere else in the country. Perfect time to yeah, move, definitely. But uh, so Russ, you know, they they call Damien second. What that moment while you're waiting? What's like, what's happening? Like. Are you just like uh, yeah, whirlwind? Yeah, a little bit. You kind of. Uh, I was. I was surprisingly pretty. Pretty calm. Uh, sometimes it just depends. Sometimes I get up on stage and I don't know what to say, and I get a little nervous. And other times <laughs> I'm just. Uh, yeah, so yeah, no big deal. I was uh, surprisingly kind of calm in the moment, but also uh, excited. I show probably a little more emotion than I than I do a lot of other times, because most times I kind of already know that I've won or I've got you know or how I place before I get up there. And in this case, I really did have no idea and kind of liked it that way. It just made it that much more exciting. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So the whole, I tried to, you know, kind of embrace the moment and uh, uh, just kind of soak it all in. And uh, it's not every day you get, you know, I get to go up on the, the biggest stage in bass fishing and uh, kind of be able to, you know, live out your childhood dream of holding the big blue trophy up on that stage yeah. and have, you know, Steve-O is, uh, is the MC and the, the director and he's somebody I've uh, grown to be close with over the last several years. And I'm just so happy for, for all his success. And he killed it up on stage and just did such a great job. And I think everybody, the whole kayak community is really thankful for him kind of, you know, taking the reins and, and uh, leading bass, you know, in the right direction, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. It, you could tell there's so many pictures and the video clips from like 60 different phone angles. And you can just you can see your emotion. Steve O's emotion for you because y'all are, you know, y'all are friends and he knows you. And it, it was just a really cool moment to capture, you know, yeah. and it made it feel better in the bigger end because of how the classics have been handled before or the Bass Kayak Series Championship, whatever. You know, it's it always like it was just leaving it for more. There was just like, mm-hmm. ah, we this could have been done better. But yeah, I, I definitely didn't finally, feel. Yeah, yeah I didn't they feel dropped that way the ball about this a one. few times. The first and then there's always growing pains with anybody doing anything new. I'm, uh, yeah. I'm just grateful for them taking that first step and, and jumping in uh, to give us opportunity. Like I said, there's a few things that maybe they didn't do do right or could have done better. But um, it's easy to criticize you know that but at the same time when it's uh they they eventually got it got it right and got the right person in there to to have that leadership role and and uh and create some some awesome opportunity for us kayak anglers absolutely man well you ever think when you were a kid that you'd win a blue trophy out of a plastic boat no yeah no <laughs> idea until i just made a post about that when i bought my first kayak it was about six years ago to this day uh I just kind of, yeah, I just had at that point, if you would have told me like the road I'd go down and like just what my life is now compared to then, I just, yeah. just I wouldn't believe it like at all. I just, how many, I, I how just many big do you think you've won out of that one boat? How many, like, how big many trophies? Have you, yeah. Big, like, made between KBF, Bassmaster, and Hobie. Um, well, just any of them, yeah. state champion. Um, I don't know. 
I was telling somebody had, the other day well, that that well, boat probably, 15. if there's ever like a kayak hall of fame, that that boat needs to be like. <laughs> it, should, it should, man. I've never. You, you've had the same it, attack the whole time, right? The same exact attack. That's the original one. Never it got a hole in it. It's never like it left me, giving me any problems like at all. It's the most dependable kayak i could i just blows my mind that it, it's just treated me so good there's been little things you know like a little little rubber strap to hold on the front hatch or like little little things you know the key the keel guard i've replaced and like the bat little stuff like that that i've just maintained and replaced but otherwise yeah. it's it's never left me in a situation where uh anything's broken a tournament and left me hanging or, or it's, it's done it's treated me exceptionally well um, I'm really happy for about it. We, we had a joke this weekend in the booth that 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 kayak has cleared enough money to buy one of those like nice glitter rockets. Like, and I would I would guarantee that, mm-hmm. like yeah, possibly twice over. More money out of it than probably a lot of the glitter rockets that are out there. Yeah, I put it up there against a lot of those. It's, it's I'm telling you, I'm still well. waiting for a joint tournament. Top 10 kayak anglers, top 10 bass right? boat anglers. Yeah. Same lake, two days. I want to see what happens. Let's do it. I'm down. Dude, yeah. I yeah. have been pushing for that. I have told, said something to Steve-O about it. Anybody I can find, like, talk to Dustin Connell about it. Like, I just want it to happen. It don't have to be televised. I don't care. I just want it to happen. Like, <laughs> If we can get more of those bass boat tournaments to start practicing the CPR, catch photo, and release, um, I think that that would be the next step and and really going a long way to help preserve our lakes and our fisheries and uh, just uh, yeah. Um, like I know they're pretty accustomed to, and I've always you know growing up doing bass boat tournaments at first and a little bit of an adjustment for me. And uh, but now that it's now that I've been doing it this way, it almost it just seems weird to be putting fish in live wells and taking them <laughs> all the you know hour from the the lake and bringing them inside of a marina and all that. Just I don't. Most of them are probably okay and live and all that, but just the fact they're all released in the same area, I don't know. It would just do, it would go a long way to 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 make the fisheries better i believe if if the bass boats would practice that too so hopefully one day and then it could be kind of an even playing field too as far as having kayaks against the bass boats too or it's all one one system as far as how to, yeah, how to absolutely score them I, I was talking to my buddy about this the other day that fishes out of bass boats that it's almost more difficult to do the catch photo release because if you don't feel a limit you're almost out of it like that yeah that one last that 12 inch fish well 12 inch fish on a bass boat doesn't make a whole lot of difference because you can make that difference up with one fish yeah one pound as opposed to 12 yeah so it's a little little bit different but it's still the same game in the in the in the end like it's it's there's little differences but it's not the difference the same difference between you know, like MLF did between taking your best five and just doing an unlimited amount where it just, you just keep increasing yeah. your total. That's, that's a drastic difference. And I, I was never a big fan of that, but uh, just doing the five fish, just like how we do it in the kayak tournaments. I think, um, I think a lot of bass boat guys, even though it'd be an adjustment at first, uh, I think they'd benefit from it in the long run. Absolutely. I mean, cause there's other, they have their obstacles too, you know, got to keep the fish alive Mm-hmm. um fish fluctuate weight in live wells like there's challenges there too um but unfortunately i think that it, it's gonna take like 
fisheries really declining before it starts to get really pushed in that direction. Um, Kentucky Lake. Yeah, yeah, Kentucky Lake. I was what I was going to say. You know, we have too many fisheries that we see go downhill and it's just like anything in the hunting world. The, these changes only come about because something has gotten so bad. So, uh, you look at like Lake Eufaula too, is when I kind of brought up, we brought this up a little bit on KBN last night, but Lake Eufaula is another one where it just gets hammered with, uh, with boat tournaments and there's just not that healthy of a population. There's certain areas like where they have the tournaments out of where it just gets jam packed full of people. Cause that's where all the fish are brought to, but all these other areas, that if they didn't have tournaments would at least have enough population to, 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 you know, fish that area in a tournament where now those areas just, they get depleted to the point where it's just, there's just not enough populations to compete with the areas where all the tournament fish are released. Absolutely. So in certain lakes, it doesn't affect, you know, that doesn't happen uh, the same certain areas. They, you know, release fish all in one area and it's not necessarily going to be one there, but there are definitely lakes across the country where, fishing for release fish in crowded areas is your best option and a lot of that's just because of the system of of weighing them in and letting them all go where in those lakes i think would be the biggest difference or if they did the the catch photo and release would really help those lakes a lot damien i was going to ask you you know we've seen we've seen some of the boat guys make the transition you know obviously out here because we always seem to keep the big trails out here and we've you know greg de palma this year uh, Bassmaster lead angler jumped in the kayak and did one. Do, do y'all ever have any or see any that maybe doesn't get any, you know, popular like media coverage? But do y'all ever have any of the boat guys swap over out there, like known, even if they're just fishing opens and stuff like that? Do y'all see a lot of the boat guys make the transition yet? No, we, we don't. Uh, not that Obedee. I Oh yeah, Obedee, oh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, Obedee. forgot about my boy Obedee, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but it, it didn't seem like he was making that transition. It seemed like he was in the the whole time already, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, yeah. So, so it didn't seem like he was making transition because I think when I was when I started tournament fishing, it seemed like he was really almost doing it with us. So it's, it didn't seem like a big transition. So uh, other than Obedee, uh, uh, that was that's the only guy that I know. That's crazy, <laughs> and it I don't know. It, California has still got some of the great fisheries and you still hear, I don't know, you, anybody that follows anything on social media, you hear about Clear Lake and Berryessa and all these, and all these pictures and tournaments and, you know, big fish catches and stuff like that. So it's not surprising to me that the boats, I mean, it's usually they're pretty, like you said, it's large bodies of water, but they just fish small. So I'm sure it doesn't, kite fishing doesn't appeal to a lot of people out there yet, but down here, me personally, I see so much of it of the transition i mean maybe not on the the pro level but there are so many people leaving the boat at the house now like it is crazy for it too just being more backwaters and more kayak friendly areas you would think a place like the california delta would set up good for it but surprisingly it really when i went out there um for the first time in a kayak a couple years ago it didn't really set up as as good as i thought there's some areas where you can kind of get away but it's really hard to like travel from one place you gotta battle the current and it's not a lot of areas i don't know it just didn't the the areas out here in the rest of the country are definitely set up better for more just kayak friendly uh type of type of lakes um not to say right. yeah you can fish out of a kayak in any any type of lake but um yeah but the lakes out there are just it's 
it's a little bit a little bit different where it's almost you know you're fishing the same style and same ways a lot of times that you would in a bass boat where here you can have a, an option of you know fishing kind of like how drew does and a lot of backwaters a lot of creeks a lot of you know stuff where it's it's a lot more kayak friendly all right and clear, clear yeah. lake has some of it too there's some backwater there's some stuff clear lake's probably the best out there i'd say as far as but that lake gets so much pressure and there's it's not like there's areas there's areas where it's more manageable in a kayak uh get, getting in those backwaters and stuff at clear lake but it's still you're never going to have anything really like to yourself that a bass boat can't get to out there yeah well here's to hoping i like seeing it uh a lot of there's actually a bunch of people talking about the like the whole greg de palma thing you know, like is it a black eye that uh and a Bassmaster elite steps into the kayak and wins you know first try i could see where some people would say that like oh well must not have been that hard but i don't know after having him talk about it and i got i ran into him this weekend and we got to talk some more like he's he's you know he's pumped up for it like yeah he, did, he didn't tell me where his next boat tournament was he told me where to... his next kayak tournament was <laughs> like, yeah. yeah he's a he's a great guy against to spend some time with him and and the truth of the matter is it's the bag that he caught like there's big bass boat tournament going on those days too i guarantee he would have been top three or top five or or whatever he got Absolutely. solid yeah. solid bags of fish you know uh and that's not going to happen every time you see how many elite series guys you know, fish a tournament and, and not get a limit. I mean, look at the Bassmaster Classic and how few of those guys even even got limits. So, um, won you know, they're going to be without getting yeah. a limit the third day. <laughs> the, yeah, exactly. And you're going to see more and more of those bass boat guys kind of making the transition and, and some they're they're going to be more consistent. They're going to finish at the top more times than not. But it's I'd, I'd be pretty shocked if Greg came, you know, De Palma came in and won every single one of them. Exactly. You know, probably I that, won't happen. I, I don't. I don't see it as a black. <clears throat> I, I see it. No. I, I think it's just another another channel of exposure, and maybe and we'll it get just to gives see the sport. It. Yeah, it'll give the sport that much more cr- credibility too. The more high level anglers you have that come into it, the more credibility the sport gets. I, I, I'm open to every. I hope all the best anglers, bass boat anglers, come and come and fish it. That'd be awesome. Heck yeah! So they start working contract deals with with kayak dealers who cares i don't care if your manufacturer gives you your boat just come come hang out with us man yeah so see the see the golden side of fishing but uh but we so speaking on next tournament russ we already know you're at sandy for the hobie this weekend uh what about you damien you're back home in cali what you got next yeah i pretty much have a tournament every weekend uh so i believe saturday we got central valley kayak fishing which is a local club event close to my house and then on that mm-hmm. sunday i believe it's uh wild west and california bass nation on the delta and then i think i think the, i believe the following week is um i know for sure there's a, a, a it might be yakabass um the following weekend and then after that it'll be an event down south which is i believe lake paris for aba I want to say wow. so it's gonna be this is usually a tournament every weekend here in california so it's gonna be a that's lot nice of back and forth. busy schedule yeah i'd go broke <laughs> but that sounds nice like yeah. <laughs> options all the time <laughs> yeah there's a lot of trails you can you can jump uh in and just you know fish whatever one you like or which which, which works with your schedule here so but i try to fit in everything i can you know i think last year i'm gonna got like I think I might have fished like 35 live events last year, and 
Holy Mr. cow. My, <laughs> Mr. Uh, uh, it's been quite a bit as well. So just busy, busy uh, tournament schedule. No kidding, man. Well, uh, we'll, we'll be sure to keep a watch on the, the tourney X stuff and catching up with you. And uh, I'm sure we'll see your name again. And hopefully it, it never, it never seems to fail every time y'all, y'all have a good tournament. So what we do is when there's no national tournaments, we pick a big tournament somewhere in the country and we have those guys on. And I think every time I've seen you in the top three, it's been when we were having a recap, a Hobie, a Bassmaster or a KBF. So one of those may just have to go away one weekend so we can get you. <laughs> and, you know, like I'd have loved to have had like when I think uh, I remember one where OBD and you and, I think like Mike Ensign were up top. Like that'd have been a great show having those two characters and, and you, you're, you're like the polar up as far as what I'm seeing right now. Like the, just the attitudes, you're like, you're calm collected. And those guys are just, woo. Like personalities. You know? yeah. <laughs> but uh, they're great. before we let you go, you know, this is the time we like to let everybody, uh, you know, say their last bit to you. thank any of your sponsors, anybody that makes you, makes your fishing, you know, schedule easier or anything like that. So Damien, take it away. I'd like to thank my sponsors, uh, Dual Realis, Garmin, PowerPole, uh, P-Line, First Gen Fishing, uh, Kayak City, MB559 Fishing, Team Custom Lures, LA Custom Jigs, and uh, Wild West Bass Trail. Those guys uh, really helped me out uh, throughout the season. And basically the last few years, and those guys have been really helping me out. So really like to thank those guys. And, uh, thank my friends and family uh, for the constant support. And, you know, I'd like to just say congrats to Russ again for uh, wrecking us out there. So, you know, much, Thanks, much Sam. respect for you, man. So, Thanks, buddy. Sam. Big, 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 uh, big shout out. And thanks to your company for finally pushing you over the edge to you just giving them the finger and walking out. I'm out. I quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do, I'm going to fish out a plastic boat for a living. All right. Well, Russ, uh, um, what about you, man? Yeah, like thank my sponsors, uh, Music City Outdoors. Uh, both of you guys are on that on the team with me. They're a great little sure. shop there, just in downtown Nashville. They got all kinds of different kayak brands. So be sure to stop by and check them out. And owners and the people working there are really friendly, really nice. Uh, and uh, let's see, Yak Attack, uh, Torquedo, Wilderness Systems Kayaks, Irod, Catch Outdoors and dakota lithium Heck i got yeah. them all yeah. i was gonna ask you you got them all memorized yet i was gonna no, say i'd have I, to I, I, i'd have to have a note on my one. phone yeah i got seven <laughs> i know that so i think that was them all hope you're hope gonna so. have to come up with some but kind I'm, of acronym for them or something and <laughs> say it. i'm bad memory man i'm telling you <laughs> yeah, and it's been i'm no i know you guys are exhausted it's it's been a long week and a lot of highs and lows. And then like, you don't even get to really take it in. Y'all are, you know, either traveling or getting ready for a tournament or both. So it's just been, you know, it'll, it'll, you'll get to enjoy it. I don't know next year, maybe, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, maybe we can get you to drag that trophy up to the shop. And yeah. I'd love to. I'll, I'll yeah, it there. Sure. I'll I'd like to look at it. It'll be the closest I ever get to here. it. Yeah. Right now in the truck. Like. Whoa. What's going on? There you go. <laughs> hanging nice. out in the back seat with me but uh oh, yeah do you sleep I, with it every night just like cuddled up next to it it will be i got a tent tonight and so i'm camping out so i'm gonna and so usually i sleep in my truck but i'm gonna put my sleeping gear in my uh in my little tent and 
yeah, I had a nice relaxing day today. Kind of got back to, to everybody and finally and made a little social media post and took a couple naps, had to go to the post office. I've been here all day. Didn't go fishing today, but uh, just happy to catch up Good on time. some rest and, and just have a little little time off before I get back after it tomorrow morning. Awesome, dude. Well, we appreciate y'all taking the time to come on again. Damien, it was great to finally be able to get you on. Russ, it was great to, to have you on again. Uh, congratulations to y'all performing so well and being such great ambassadors for the sport of kayak fishing. I mean, y'all, y'all are the two we'd want at the top, making us look good so that this keeps progressing into the future. But, uh, we, we don't want to keep you anymore. The, you know, the great story, uh, everybody make sure you go check them out on their socials, uh, read the Bassmaster write-ups, the, the, uh, their interviews, you know, go check it out, help blow it up just to, you know, keep them interested in us and let's just keep this thing rolling and make, make this, you know, better than the bass boat fishing guys. So, yeah, but instead, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we appreciate y'all guys. Y'all have a good night and good luck to everybody's next event, man. Sounds good. Thanks for, yeah, thanks good for having us on. Was, uh, yep. was fun. Thanks you guys. Right, heck yeah. Enjoyed it. Take care. I appreciate it. Peace. Bye. Awesome show. Awesome show. Yeah. I'm glad to get these guys on. I knew I was worried it was going to be kind of hard too because I knew, you know, the tournament ended on what was it Thursday, but uh, yeah, with the ceremony being on Saturday, I knew it was going to be, you know, a little bit of a challenge. And like I knew Damien was going all the way back across the country, so I was like, geez, it was, you know, it kind of worked out. Damien came; uh, he didn't come by my booth, but like half the dugout team stopped in my booth, and Damien walked by, and then Garrett chased him down. Good job, yeah. Garrett, because I wasn't even thinking about the podcast. I was so busy. I was like, booth. hey, we probably should uh, try to catch up with him a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I was like, go get him. <laughs> but no, it was a great, great time. And, uh, you know, we're we're stoked to have him on, talk about it. I'm stoked that uh, our teammate took the win because it was uh, a bittersweet uh, letting, the, letting the shop know that our guy was on top. So, yeah, it was, uh, I mean – that's a, that's huge. I mean, hey, if, if I can't be the one winning, at least I helped get him on the team. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Like, Dude, some productive here. <laughs> yeah, I've got to be productive one way or another. But uh, yeah, no, it was a cool cool event. Uh, glad to get back to it. Sorry we didn't have a show last week, folks. But we were yeah, stuff. Yeah, and then the this is the one thing that sucks with the kayak championship being in the middle of the week. Yeah, I mean not not that that uh, it, how it affected us sucked. I just think that in the middle of the week kind of sucks uh for you <laughs> the, guys the part that, that i did like it. is it kind of alleviated a little bit of the pressure on the lake because i feel like if we were trying to fish that is that true. on a saturday sunday on chickamauga <laughs> in the in the spring it had been on, on top of the other conditions you know limited ramps limited water all the other variables yeah it could have sucked very quickly yeah um <clears throat> Uh, I want to real quickly. I want to give a shout out to Rolando that I stayed with this week. Ended yeah. up in eleventh place. Uh, yeah, dude, dude came down, came up from terror, Texas, man. and yeah, yeah. I was, uh, he was. Uh, he I said he, he was, was three quarters to, of an inch off from making the top ten, and he had an eighteen inch fish or eighteen to nineteen inch fish hooked and lost it that would have put him in the top 10 oh man that stinks there was a bunch of that man i I know uh drew came over to the booth and caught up with me 
And uh, yeah, I, I hadn't got to hear any of his stories. He told me he lost a couple good key fish back there in those little backwaters that Russ was explaining. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, I got to talk to Lambert. Uh, it had been after day two because he was at the expo. I feel bad for him. No, dude, I really did. Uh, all funny yeah. games. I mean, obviously, it's like you're pulling for your boy because he's on your team. He's your, you know, he's your your go to. But like, I knew. Going into it, if you read social media, you know how Lambert likes to fish. You know, French Broad, you, everybody remembers that story. Everybody knows what he can do on Gunnersville. You know, like he's going to find those big river smallmouth. And when I saw him pop up there, I was, it's like I wasn't like, oh, damn, he passed Russ. I was like, oh, dude, if he could drop two 95 plus inch days on smallies on chick, hell yeah. yes. Like fucking hammer, dude. And, uh, when I saw I think that, a lot like, of I, the problem was the second day, the they kind of cut the current off, like yeah, basically quit generating. Which, so. Anybody knows anything about river smallmouth? If the current dies, those fish just yeah vanish. But, they I don't know where the heck they go, but they're just like <laughs> they either vanish or they lock up. They don't bite. Yeah. It's just you, <clears throat> you can sit there and stare at them all day, and it doesn't matter. They're not going to bite. Yeah. But uh, I think. I mean, obviously the classic between the boats and the kayaks was in two different places, but it was cool to see that, I mean, uh, Gussie, huge shout out to Gussie. If you're a Bass Boat fan, everybody I know that knows him, and I I was with people this weekend that know him very, very closely, and were like, dude, he's the absolute nicest person in the world. It couldn't happen to a better guy. But, I mean, that tournament, I mean, we're talking 17 pounds, 18 pounds. They weren't, I mean... Lambert was probably on a 20 pounds, 20 to 20 something pound sack. Um, yeah. R- I mean, Russ totally caught a, like lakes, seven but... pounder. Right. Right. Yeah. But it, uh, it'd still be cool. I'd love to have seen. I'd I just one time. I just need to see the same thing on the same lake at the same time. Like I, I'd be fine with a 50 person elite field and a 50 person elite kayak field and see how it airs out. I think I when, don't whenever think... we establish an elite field for kayaks, which kind of are getting there, uh, I think that that might be a reality at some point. But it would be I, they could do it right now and just do it as an invite. Let let Steve O, like Steve O, Chad and AJ sit down, handpick, yeah. you know, thirty anglers. They each get ten people, and then let you know sponsors or whoever pick their elites they could pick the top 10 in aoi from last year i don't care i i really do have faith that a lot of our guys would show them something and they i I think that it's been shown now that even if you designate ramps and tighten the boundaries up i don't think it matters these guys doesn't matter they they know how to get same people are going to still be at the top yeah uh, but uh yeah so it was awesome it was a great great trip I had a blast the classic. I got to meet so many people. I made some new, I had more fun than this than I did at ICAST. Uh, <clears throat> a lot of talk from a lot of the, the guys in the industry saying that that is the ICAST now, like ICAST is dying. Uh, I mean, a lot of people were doing their business there. It was yeah. meetings and contracts well, being signed in the mornings and then fun and games. And, and the other thing, they're also like act physically selling product there too. It's not just, displaying yeah. stuff it's, like, it's it's a show for everybody and it's a lot cheaper than icast just talking with a bunch of the companies i work with <laughs> and getting to hear the behind the scenes I'm, we're talking drastic differences in prices for booths and mm. you know 
being able to make a little bit of your money back on that, not have to have these giant budgets. I won't name names, but I mean, there's, there's people that I cast budgets, $2 million, like two and a half million dollars, actually. Like you don't have to do that for the classic. Like, yeah, you can spend $50,000 on a main level booth and then you can, you know, like make that money right back selling product. But, uh, yeah, man, it's it was fun. I can't wait for the next one. Um, Redcrest can do Redcrest next couple of years. It'll be down here in Birmingham. So looking forward to that. I think I may have lost Garrett, but uh, we'll go ahead and I'll go over the uh, the tournaments from last week. We got some good ones. Uh, starting off, we just went over the the kayak championship on Lake Chickamauga. It was a two day tournament. We had 132 anglers. Uh, first place was Russ with 180 total inches overall. Damian in second with 176 76 inches overall. And Luke Graham, uh, 173 and a quarter. A um, couple good fish were called, like we were talking about the 23 and a quarter. That was a key fish for your install bomb to move on up at the end of the day. Um, next up, a uh, bunch of local there guys. They were some tw- over 20 inch smallmouth caught there too. So Yeah. It was putting out chicken. I'm looking chick at a 21 and a quarter right now. And it was, uh, I'll throw this little stat out there. I think you're the one that told me about it, about the guy that was catching live bait fish. Was that you that was telling me about oh, that? Yeah. the so, They they caught uh, 52 pounds for five fish. On, on one tree. On one tree, yeah. <laughs> on and now they were, they, were, they were live bait fishing, you know, <clears throat> throwing big gizzard shad. I don't care. Yeah. It's I will throw insane. I will throw baby goats on a hook if it can get me fish of that quality. Yeah. I do not care. Like that is insane. After I you told me about like it, I went and looked at it. Twelve, a couple tens, and like a nine or something. I th- if I I think it was two twelves. Jesus, dude, it was nuts. It was absolutely insane. It's this the lake record for five. But uh, but awesome. we'll get that, off that because I'll drool over that man. Yeah. I, I want to know why in the hell five fish of that quality were in one spot. Why? They're just aging there, I guess. I don't know. They were in a bucket. That's why. Somebody had a freaking get barrel of fish. Yeah, somebody had their little cage down there. <laughs> they they nah. were loose or something. <laughs> but no, so moving on from that, we'll hit another event. This one, uh, my local boys, uh, it was funny when the, they were getting ready to close their... Uh, oh, Lord. Their sign-ups, their... Uh, registration. I couldn't think of the word. Yeah. Uh, one of one of my buddies, Sam, made a comment, and he was like, "We're at twenty five boys, or we're at twenty four guys. We need one more guy so that Jimmy will talk about us on paddle and fin." <laughs> and they got they got they got the twenty six guys. So uh, it was the Coleman Kayak Anglers win on Molten, the Molten Open. It was the two Molten Lakes and the Taylor Camp Lake. Um, I ain't telling nobody else on this podcast anymore about that because it is not areas that any of y'all need to know about. So y'all can all, all right. just get over that. But uh, first place, it was a four fish limit. Uh, first place was 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 DP Dan Perry, man, my old co my old co host. Uh, he got sixty two and three quarters for his uh, his best four. Second place was Kenneth Robertson with sixteen and a half, and third place my man Spencer Miller with fifty eight and a half. So uh, there were some good fish caught, and then it was stingy for a few people. So that but, was uh, a four fish limit. Is that what you said? Yep. Okay. Yeah. But. Uh, those two, the only thing I'll say about those two lakes is they're like polar opposites of each other to be yeah. within 10 miles of each other. So <clears> it's, I don't know anything about the third area. 
but it is kind of crazy that like the way that place sets up. But uh, so we'll move on to the next one. And this one, my, my wife, I've said it before. My wife does all the tourney X stuff because she's very yeah. organized and types up a really good layout. She was like, holy shit. And like, come look at this. So the Southeast Texas Kayak Bass League was in on Houston County Lake in Crockett, Texas. There's 117 anglers, five fish limit. There were seven, eight, nine, ten fish caught over 23 inches. Jesus Christ. First place, <laughs> Ricky Yulg. I probably said that wrong and I'm sorry. Had 113 inches. And he still had a 17-inch fish on his stringer. He had a Dude. 26, a 23 and a half, a 23, and I think a 20 and a 17. Holy shit. And then second place, Tyler Howell had 102 inches. How do you come in with 102 inches and still get beat? <laughs> like, that doesn't happen. That would break my heart. But at the same time, you had a 102-inch day. You probably don't care. Like, yeah. you just possibly had the best day you've ever had. But Desmond James had 97 and a half. Uh, he had a 23 and three quarters and a 23. Like, so if he only had 97 inches with those two giants, we're talking he still had wiggle room to have an even bigger bag with like two nines in his bag. Um, Tim Rodman had fourth place. He had 23 and a quarter. 20th place had a 23 and a quarter. 40th place had a 23 and a half. 56th place had a 23 and a half. 60th place had a 23 and a quarter. There were giant fish caught. I'm so glad that this happened because now it's on my radar. I got to go to that lake and see what the yeah. place is all about. Yeah. I told so her, what was Big Bass in that? Was it the guy that got first? At the I would hope so. You know what? We're going to take just a second and I'm going to look it up. Yeah. Because I want to know, dadgummit. I can't. I mean, if that got beat, uh, that's insane. I can't believe like 113 inches and it's like, you still had a, like not, a, it's not small, but when you're catching those quality fish, it's small for everything else you've got on your, yeah your stringer. Um, that was not it. There it is. All right. So let's take a look real quick and I'm going to show this giant. Holy cow. Here we go. I'm going to share this up on the screen for anybody All still right, with us on the YouTubes. Jesus. It takes up the entire catch board. It's honestly, you could probably have got 26 and a quarter out of it, but it doesn't matter. You don't have catch board. <laughs> yeah, you don't have the catch. Board. You need that 32 inch board for that thing. Wow. That was nuts. Let me see if there's anything else on anybody's stringer that's bigger than that. I highly doubt it, but Jesus, you never know. I think if you scroll to the bottom, it'll tell you just what the big bass was of the day. Oh, never mind. I thought it used to uh, highlight it differently. But no, 26. I mean, that. Uh, yeah, so I'm yeah, just going to assume that that's what it was, but. Yeah. So we'll just take a glance at a couple of these other big fish to see like how healthy these things are looking. So that one, not as plump, but still a donkey. Donkey. I mean, that's every bit of six pounds or more. Easy. <clears throat> yeah. Um, we'll look at somebody else's fish. Thick. Bat. Golly. Fish. 
And they don't look like pre-spawn fat. They just look healthy. Like they don't have big bulging bellies. That's a no, that's a kayak bass. That's what I'm talking about. Long fish. That thing's like four pounds. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> now that's awesome. Uh I'll, I'll get back to it, but I had to give that that tournament some she showed me those numbers. I was like, oh, I can't wait to talk about that one. But yeah, just a few more. We'll get out of here, folks. We're running long. So uh, next up is Natural State Kayak Anglers on the Beaver Lake in Fayetteville, Arkansas. 48 anglers. First place, Josh Landreth with 80 and three quarters. Second place was Sam McClish, also with 80 and three quarters. I'm assuming there was a big fish tiebreaker right there. Third place was James uh, Haverell with 76 and a half. Next up was the Georgia Kayak Fishing League, uh, Small Water Showdown, Bear Creek Reservoir, Black Shoals Reservoir, Hard Labor Creek, 29 anglers, five fish limit, Mike Watson, first place with uh, 89 and three quarters, California Zhang with 88 and three quarters. That's a cool name. Uh, third place, Nauto Lee with 88. Uh, Justin Spies, shout out to him, 25th place, caught an almost 24-inch fish monster. Uh, next up was the North Texas Kayak Championships, Lake Worth, 93 anglers, first place, Jordan Westerman, 102 and a quarter inches, so a bunch of big fish caught in that one. Second place, Alex uh, Blancano with 94 and a half, and third place, Ben Huffman with 84. There was a huge gap between third place and first place, almost 20 inches, 18 inch, like a whole fish gap. Like, Same. That's a big, big gap. Uh, next up, the Kayak Anglers Association of Central Arizona on Lake Havasu, 63 anglers. First place, Isaac uh, Koa with 92 and three quarters. Second place, JJ Gibbs with 90 and a half. Third place, Jeffrey Bias with 89 and three quarters. Next up's the Arizona Bass Nation qualifier on Lake Havasu as well. Uh, 49 anglers. First place, Anthony Garcia with 92 and a half. Second place, JJ Gibbs with the 90 inches. Third place, John uh, Toscano with 89 and three quarters. I wonder how he had 90 inches on one tournament. And so JJ Gibbs got second in both of the Havasu tournaments, but he got yeah. second with 90 and a half in one and 90 in the other one. Um, I, I'm was it on different days? That, that could have been it. That could, I didn't, I did not look into that. Could've, um, that could have been I'm it. Looking at the because they had the KBF going on at the same time. Is that right? Oh, they did. Oh God, I forgot to pull up. I forgot. Oh, to pull I just up. got it pulled up here. Cool. Uh, let me finish. Oh, let me do this last one real quick. The California Slay Nation on Millerton Lake. Thirty-three anglers, five fish limit. Kong Yang seventy-four and a quarter. John Myers seventy-three and Pang In with seventy-one and a quarter. And I'll let you do the chaos. All right. Uh, yeah, so the KBF trail on Lake Havasu was also going on with those other Havasu events. Um, it looked like day one, you had Anthony Garcia in first place with 92 and a half. Uh, JJ Gibbs in second with 90 inches. And then third was Jeff Bias with 90 inches. So I guess JJ had the yeah big bass tiebreaker with a 20 and a quarter. Nice. Um for day two, you had a little better. Looks like a lot better. Um, day two, you had first place with 94 and a quarter. Uh, second place with 94. Who was who your day one and who's your day two winner? Uh, Bryce Gibbs on for first place. John Demonet. Demonet. 
Demonet, yeah. Jean Demonet, yeah, we've shouted him out a few times. Uh, with 94 inches, and then Jeff Bias with 93 inches. So good job. Yeah. So, yeah. Garcia uh, had 92 and a quarter, so he, that was the guy that had first place the first day. Yeah. Uh, who wants to – that's the all right. So for the double up, because it's three tournaments basically, uh, you had Anthony Garcia. That's who won the double up with 184 and three quarter. Nice. Damn, so it outfished uh, Chick. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like Havasu. It's kind of historical. Yeah. I mean, according to who you ask, I, I th- it's a bucket list lake for me. Like, yeah, yeah, like I, Havasu, I wanna, like I'd Amistad, like. like I'd like to yeah. go out there. That, that seems like a cool place. Uh, and then you had Jeff Bias with 183 inches and John Toscano with 181 inches. Nice. Well, shout out to those guys for uh, getting it done on Havasu. Shout out to everybody else that did good this weekend. And shout out to all you listeners for listening to me and Garrett this long because we are way late than we normally are. But – I wanted to talk about really big Texas bass and the classics some more. So, yeah, y'all listen or go away. I'm just kidding. Don't go away. We yeah. love you. Well, uh, man, anything else? Anything to touch on? Good news, bad news, old news, new news? I think that covers it for this Big week. fish, small fish, one fish, two fish. Uh, what do we got coming up next? I have no clue. Uh, Santee Cooper this weekend. Yep, uh, so we'll, we'll get the Santees on um there was an i actually think there was another kbf event that happened because i remember hearing of a female winning this weekend i think there were two two kbf events that happened this weekend so i may try to get the winner from that yeah let me uh see if i can find it Uh, i'll pull it up later but i should be able to do facebook kbf We'll at least give them to a shout out real quick and then we'll get out of here. Uh, Let's see. Let's see. Shout out to Anthony Garcia. We did that one. Yeah. See, it says, uh, oh, never mind. Those are midday updates. My bad. Oh, are you talking about, is it Aaron Mathis? Uh, Rachel, you Rob. I don't know. That was day. Two. Um, she was day two. Okay. I thought that was the f- the finale. I didn't read the whole midday update part. So, but hey, no. she still was sitting on a bag. So, congrats! Like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, freaking sack. So, well, I guess that's it for us, man. I guess we'll see everybody next week. Uh, we may have a bonus episode. We're gonna try to find some time to get Richard on to talk about the Paddle and Fendel Hollow event that's coming up. If you haven't signed up for it, you need to. It's coming up the 22nd and 23rd. Your favorite host, me, is going to be down there. Garrett's coming, doing a little joint club event with them. Um, it'll be a fun time. It's always good. There's giveaways. We act stupid. We get out and fish. We usually suck. Um, <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll – hopefully we'll get some of uh, our favorites fishing with us. Uh, the Riser coming out and hanging out with us. I know there's a Bass Nation event that weekend. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time, man. There's – Great deals, free camping. There's great deals on houseboats and cabins. Come on out, have some beer, have some food, catch some fish, enjoy a beautiful Del Hollow, see my beautiful face. Hopefully, the weather's good and all that. God, I hope so. I would just Never like know. for it to be nice there one time when I'm there. 
I mean, I'd say oh, it was nice last year. Yeah, it was last 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 year. It was nice, but it was almost too nice. Well, and we were there during a giant bass boat tournament, and yeah, like that late had been beat to death by a rigs by the time I got <laughs> on it. Like everybody was throwing a rigs except a rigs and little swim baits. Yeah, a rigs, little swim baits, and jigs. Um, apparently, I was throwing all the wrong things. But uh, and I was chasing. I'm pretty sure I was chasing walleye around at one point when I was on the phone with you. It's I was okay with that because that's what I wanted to catch. Um, Let's get you some dinner. Exactly. But we'll see everybody uh, next week, same time, same place, uh, unless we get cancel cultured between now and then. But uh, until Fingers then, <laughs> yeah. until then, everybody have a great time. Everybody be safe. Go catch some big fish. Share us. Share it to us. We'll shout you out. We love y'all. We'll see y'all later. Peace. See ya.